Hey guys, welcome into the Bear With Us podcast. I'm Jack. He is Frank. Uh, Frankie, we got week two football to start talking about. Uh, the Bears unfortunately fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, as I believe you predicted last week, if I remember correctly. Uh, 27 Tampa Bay, Chicago 17, so 10 point loss. Did not feel that close, if I'm being ultimately truthful. Um, the Bears did make it close at the end. And, uh, you know, there are some improvements. There were some things that maybe were not so good compared to weeks before. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about it. But first of all, Frankie, right out of the gate, man, I, how you feeling? How you, how you feeling after week two? Um, Jackie, after week one, I'm not surprised because, you know, one of the things that we clinged on going into this year were was the offenses in particular ability to sort of figure it out for a few weeks before Justin got hurt. But it sort of went right back to what it was prior and then after he got hurt last year. So, yeah, I'm not like as worked up, I think, as people would want me to be. I think I have pretty strong takes and things that we'll discuss today. But in terms of my temperament, I, I you know, I'm doing fine. Are you feeling the I'm same not. way? No. No, I'm 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 exactly where people want me to be. I'm I'm scorched earth on this thing. This I I've seen this I've seen this play out too many times. This 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 thing is never going to work. It's not this coaching staff is not going to miraculously change things around. We've seen this uh the stubbornness, the the inability to adapt to what your roster is versus what you're desperately trying to make it. We've seen this. We've seen this. We've seen this. It's the same thing, you know, Back when the Bears made the change, uh, or I should say in the offseason going into 2021, if you'll remember, we desperately wanted a fresh start, right? We wanted pace. We wanted Nagy out. We wanted to start the coaching search. We wanted to get new blood in. It wasn't going to work. We were out. But there was conversations, if you recall, about people wanting to keep Ryan Pace because they're like, he's done some good things. Should we give him another shot? And then they obviously didn't leave. They draft Justin Fields. People are vindicated. They're like, all right, see, Pace, Pace knows what he's doing. Nagy t- takes over, plays Andy Dalton. Everybody's like, what, what are we doing here? This Roth, like, what are we doing? They get fired. Quarterback stays. New GM, new head coach. And it's just this trend, this continuing trend of a GM, a head coach, and a quarterback not all being brought in at the same time. We thought that Justin Fields' talent would supersede that. It wouldn't be a problem. It would be, it would be fine. I think we're starting to see some, some reasons that it's not going to be fine, um, specifically on the coaching staff side. I just don't think they know what to do with him. They're trying to make him something he isn't. We'll talk about this a little bit more, but Ultimately, back to the original point, I just don't see this working. Yeah, I just don't think this is going to work. We, yeah, we, we may be there, but I think there are other things that have to happen before we even get to ultimate regime change. Because I'm positive the Lion with Us podcast last year felt the exact same way about Dan Campbell and their and their staff. But that's that's probably true. But the thing was though. He made staffing changes. 
it was like week three or four when he said, this isn't working. We need to, we, we need to, to do so. That's going to be one thing that Eberflus has up his sleeve. Because again, like, I think people getting way ahead of themselves and wanting Eberflus gone, wanting the coordinators gone. The coordinators, I totally understand. I think you have to give people some sort of leash. You're, you, he wasn't going to get rid of anyone last year after one year with the dumpster fire no. that it was. Now that you have more talent, now that you have things in place, now I think you start really reassessing. And I think he should see what we see because we're no fucking experts. If we can see it, everyone can see it. The coordinator level isn't working. Jackie, what I want to do, though, especially offensively, um, is sort of distinguish the difference between what we're seeing where Justin Fields is failing this team and where Luke Getze is failing this team. I think we can do the same thing on defense, Jack. We'll, we'll, we'll sort of get there. But I, I have one take about the defense that I think you're going to agree with, and I don't think we're going to harbor too long. Um... I would like to jump into the field side of things and then toss it your way. You 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 chew on it, you let me know what you think. I like it. So <clears throat> one thing is for certain, and and, and let, let me even preface and say this to, to our listeners. I'm not here right now telling you the why. I'm not I'm not trying to diagnose is, is this over coaching? Is this just who I he think it's is? all of the above. Anything it, it, you want. <laughs> it could be, but I, I don't think we're late enough into the season. That's like more off season. Are we going to move on from people? There? That's that's for that. Or at least like when we know it's time to, to fire everyone. That's maybe when we have those conversations. I'm just calling it as I see it from player to coordinator. So Fields at the end of the day is he isn't seeing the field consistently. Um, and as a matter of fact, if you watch some of the other people who are very good at watching film, the QB... Um, Film room guy, I forget his name. JTO Sullivan, very good. Jenkins oh. is another one. There, there's a, another guy too. There's three of them. There's Jenkins, O'Sullivan, and another dude. And the one thing that they've noticed is his drop back. His drop back from his rookie year to to this year has been has slowed down even more. Yeah, uh, which is a little bit concerning. But with that is he's also just not seeing open players. Again, is that coaching? Is that not? I don't know. At the end of the day, he's not seeing it. Um, not not consistently anyway. He he sees it sometimes. The that now that's just what I've gathered from watching other people break down film. Jackie, the thing that I've gathered on my own, it's it's two things. He needs to scramble more. I like and let me also say, whatever is being coached to him, we don't know. I don't know if we'll ever be hip to what's happening. But if they're coaching him to go through every single read on every single play. First of all, that's bad coaching. That's asinine to do that every single play. Some There's certain plays where it's only one or two looks and go or one or two looks and scramble. He's going to have to take it upon himself to start playing his game a little bit. Like, I understand he's trying to take to coaching. He's heard criticisms and feedback from the exterior. Maybe they have as well, and they're trying to correct certain things. I don't care. Like, at the end of the day, what Justin has to realize is he's fighting for his NFL life. Not only in a Bears uniform, but just if he were to leave and go elsewhere. He needs to start playing his own game, and part of his game is scrambling. And I, I know, like, it seems like anytime we get a quarterback who has any bit of mobility, we saw this with Mitch. I think Justin's a much better talent than Mitch. This isn't to say that these are the same players. But even with Cutler, when he ran the ball a little bit more or scrambled, they need to go through the their progressions. They need to go through the reads. You don't, you can't win that way. Let's, let's start winning something before we even get there. Let's let these guys progress to something before we get there. And it seems like the, not only the city takes on that role, but the coaching staff and the quarterback hears this, and it seems like they sort of clam up and want to do that. So again, I, I don't need him to go through every single read every single time. Not only am I saying that, just Frank Armchair quarterback guy, ex-NFL quarterbacks are saying the same exact thing. They're like, why is he on read four right here? He needs to go. He need Whether it's because he's not recognizing 
based on the, the base coverage pre or post snap or both, that option four is just gone anyway, or option two is going to be gone and to go right to three, or he's being coached to go through all four before he even considers running, whichever it is, I don't care. He needs to stop. That, that That's, it's just a very bad thing. And again, I, I just, Jackie, I, I need him to scramble more. Like, even if it's not, if it's one read and whether it's run and take off and get you 10, 15, or run around, play backyard football like Kyler Murray, like, like, um, like Russell Wilson when he was with the Seahawks, like that can still be successful every now and then. It doesn't have to be the statue type of thing. Now, again, I'm not saying whose fault it is, but those are the biggest things that I'm seeing from Justin. So quick recap, he's not seeing the field. There, there were multiple times where Luke Getzey schemed people open and he just, the, the, the frustrating part though, Jack, was one of them in particular, that little Viper route from, um, I don't know if it was Roshan or if it was, uh, or if it was um, Khalil. But it was one of the running backs that, and he was, and he was looking in that direction. I'm like Justin, what are you not seeing here? Like you're, you, you're. It looks like you're staring at him from from my vantage point. Um, so not seeing the field, needs to just straight up scramble more. Whether it's to make a play with his legs or his arm, and two, just you don't have to go through every read every single time. So th- those are the three from these first two weeks. Not even counting last year. I don't, I don't even, you know, what what last year's whatever. We're talking about these two games. That's what I'm seeing. It's that same sort of slow start that he had in the beginning of. Of the of the 2022 season, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it it feels a lot like Mitch, doesn't it? Where it's year two, you're excited for the you know the the mobility that you were talking about. Let's see how he progresses as a passer. But then they almost went backwards, where it's like they seemingly coached him, coached it out of him. What does he have? Like four designed runs for him in the last two weeks. Like that's that you, you, Justin Fields can't end a game with four carries for three yards. That. I that agree. can't happen. That that can't happen, and that's that's where I think just we we know what we saw in 2021 with the flashes, with the thing like in that Steelers game where he's making plays with guys who you've never even heard of and haven't heard of since then, right? He's we saw it again last year where we're begging them to get a receiver. You know, Darnell Moody gets hurt. He's doing it with with guys again. You, <laughs> I don't even think are playing right now. Like. Equinemia St. Brown isn't even playing on this team. So what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah. Like he, he and then and then this year, like it to me, there is just no way this is all on Justin Fields and his lack of, of progress. This to me is I, I know you don't want to get into the why and I won't too much, but I just think so much of this. It, it, it's got to be at least 75 percent of it is a coaching issue because and, and this was something that I think we were excited about, but always sort of in the back of our minds kind of wonder with guys who come from coordinating good or not even good I should say elite quarterbacks saw it with Adam Gase Peyton Manning everybody's like oh look at this guy Peyton Manning's just draw he's just throwing it left and right and he's putting up numbers yeah because it's Peyton Manning like we figured that out pretty quick that Adam Gase was not the not the reason that Peyton was having that success but then you go to Luke Getze and it's like well he coached Aaron Rodgers what Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields is not Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Justin Fields ever will be Aaron Rodgers. I, I, that's a once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-generation right, right. quarterback. And I don't think anyone should expect that. I don't think you or I really ever expected that. And I think Luke Getze doesn't really know how to develop a quarterback because by the time he was coordinating Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Tim Jenkins, I'm glad you brought this up because I was actually listening him, to him today. I was watching him on his channel. Go check that out. Uh, for his week two breakdown, one of the things he talks about the most is the footwork 
and and why it's such an issue for Justin Fields, it's speeding things up unnaturally for him because he has his right foot back. It's messing up his drops. I mean, you you watch him drop back. He looks slow. It looks like he doesn't trust what he's doing. And I think that is probably the biggest issue facing the Chicago Bears team, even specifically this offense, is just trust. Justin doesn't trust what he's seeing. It's why he's not throwing to the open guys. It's not that he's not seeing them. There's, there's, there's no way he's not seeing it. He doesn't trust that they are going to be open. He doesn't trust himself to make the throw because it just seemingly, I feel like the coaches are like, you can't turn the ball over. And Frank, I think a big part of that really is, is this cover two defense. And look, the cover two has had a lot of success in the NFL for a very long time, right? But I think one of the biggest issues that it's causing in today's NFL, and we saw it on Sunday, like the defense played better, right? We we can we can admit that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, not great. Still not, you know, still a lot to clean up. Still 27 points scored, but again, one of those was a pick right, six. 20, yep. But look the time of possession. Buccaneers had the ball for 35 almost 36 minutes. The Bears had the ball for 24 minutes. The thing with cover two is it's obviously it's bend, don't break, right? Defense is spending a lot of the time on the field. So when the Bears are on offense, they only had 24 minutes to to score 17 points. That's not enough time. And Justin Fields, he, he I assume he knows that with this defense, there's limited possessions already unless they're getting turnovers, which they're not. Right. One of the things in 2018 that made that that Bears offense so successful was they cut the field in half because they were just turning yep. the ball over left and yep. right. Still don't have that. Right. J- J- Brisker, another drop pick, no sacks, nothing, no pressure. It, it, easy for the Buccaneers. Easy. And I think Justin is basically saying, I cannot turn the ball over. We only have so many chances to score. And and I just don't think he trusts what he's seeing. And I don't think Luke Getzey trusts him to make the correct play if he is going to be running. That's why we're not seeing the RPOs. That's why we're not seeing the play action, the boots, the moving of the pockets. It's just they, they don't trust each other. And, and I, I I feel like it's clear. Like, they're just not running the offense the way it needs to be ran. And I think a lot of that is just they don't trust each other. Yeah, well, and the, the, the biggest thing that I think they both equally don't trust is the offensive line. That's Agreed. one of the things... Um, that we were very upset about when Matt Nagy was still here because we've heard this a lot and it sounds very cliche, but I mean, former quarterbacks will tell you Jay and his, you know, he did his weekly show even after he retired for a little while in Chicago with Waddle and Sylvie. And I think he still makes fairly regular appearances. And he talked about like when there's an offensive line in front of you that you don't trust, you start to get antsy in that pocket. You don't like, you start to see things that aren't really there and it messes with your mechanics. It messes with your timing. It messes everything up. And sometimes that happens early enough in a quarterback's career that they just can never recover from that. They can't, you know, stop that feeling. Um, but Jackie, you, I, the the angle that I thought you were going to take here, because this is one of my points transitioning over into where Getsy is really failing this team, is you talked about time of possession. Jackie, and this isn't a trick question, what was the Bears' identity supposed to be on offense going into I'm the 20... 20- we were supposed to be an elite running the football team. We were supposed to be able to come off the bus running. If that meant six straight runs, whether that be utilizing Justin's legs, the three-headed monster, we were supposed to be able to make up for whatever flaws there may be on the offensive line because you're letting these guys be aggressive and get off the get off the line first and push this defensive line back. 
Jack, through first through through the first two weeks, that has not happened. Mm-mm. That hasn't happened at all. Not and like not even discounting their lack of usage of Justin's legs. The run game in general looks really bad. Not only not only aren't they getting pushes and they're not you know getting holes consistently enough for the running backs. There's also this weird thing happening with the offensive line where I don't know how they haven't got called for more false starts than because there's like one or two guys every time that start like a half tick too early. Or maybe it's the other guy starting a half tick too late. I don't know. But something just feels like out of sync in these first two games. And I'm like, what exactly? And sometimes it's even one of the tight ends. Sometimes it's Komet. And I'm like, is this like, is this Justin messing up um, the cadence? But it doesn't seem like there's anything crazy going on there. And this isn't the cape for Justin. Again, I'm just diagnosing what I see. He's not. It's there. There isn't too many audibles happening in the lines or checks. There are every now and then, but he's not doing his green eighty-eight. He's not doing anything complex consistently. So it's like, where? What is the disconnect there? So I, I, I asked that um, to to get into because that that was my biggest point is what happened to be to being able to run the ball. That just isn't there, and because of that. I think that has led to just zero flow to the offense. Cause that's the one thing that we yeah. saw last year until they started yeah. utilizing Justin's legs. They didn't have any sort of flow to anything. Now, what I'm not going to excuse Getsy for is the whole, Oh, I mean, cause he came with a similar mindset or at least talking points of Nagy is, Oh, well, I have a pretty complex offense and things will start a little bit slower. And I'm not buying that shit anymore, Jack, because we're, we're watching Eric the enemy he has no idea who these... He probably didn't even know everyone's fucking name yet in Washington. Uh, on the staff, on his own offense, and he has... The, and again, this is just two weeks, so people may... It may be week 15 and the Bears are a playoff team, and if we look silly, I'm diagnosing what I'm seeing in these two weeks. Eric B. may wind up flaming out there, but again, you see he has some sort of philosophy. We haven't seen that at all in with, no. with, with, with Getze. And again, that's why we were very excited about Fields, because you just thought his natural talent can supersede certain things. Because as much as we talked about, oh, they, they made these adjustments and started utilizing his legs, we saw that a lot in the New England game. Jackie, watch that highlight tape back. A lot of those weren't design runs. A lot of those were him being right. Superman in the pocket, evading three sacks and running for 60 yards. Like, that right. wasn't Getsy doing anything at all a, a good amount of the time last year. So he's reverted back to just sort of whatever this is last year. Because if, if you don't, if you remember, Jack, and, and, and maybe we discounted it because it was early, but the same things where people are running the same routes in the same areas, there's three receivers in the same area. That happened last year before Justin started really running the ball. And it's like, that's inexcusable, man. This isn't high school football. Like, what is the right? Like, again, I know people have tried to diagnose it. Well, it's Komet who didn't know the player. It was DJ Moore. That's still a reflection of coaching. They should know this already because that's not happening in Washington through, through, through two weeks. They look like a, a, a regular NFL offense. They look like a professional NFL offense with Eric Bieniemy, who had one uh, OTA, one offseason to get his players prepared. At the end of the day, if everyone's failing, you're a bad teacher, man. Like, it, it just, it, it is what it is. And, I mean, really what that all sums to for me, Jack, is he is just refusing, for whatever reason, to play to this offense's strengths. I understand he can't make lineman block. So if the run game isn't there, he's he's failing to adjust elsewhere. Totally get it. But three screens in a row to end a game after Justin just took your team downfield and threw a fucking dime ball to Mapletron. I thought the, you'd get upset about Mapletron. Um, the, the, the the screens, the the screens being but then, back. And it, but Jack, we're right, we're, we're really quick with the screens yeah. though. There was a third and nine in which he also called one earlier in the game. And then the one where Justin fumbled, he, he shouldn't have fumbled the snap. It wasn't that high of a snap. But he 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 
fumbled or he lost the ball because it was a higher snap and he was trying to quickly throw another screen. Like, are, are you are you not going to realize these are awful? Not only because they haven't been executed well, you can point to Claypool not blocking people in week one, but then two, they haven't been productive plays at all. The only ones that have worked, which still I would like to be sprinkled in every now and then, are the halfback screens, the ones where you're making the defense's aggression work against them. They want to get in, they're, they're getting consistent pressure. Cool. Now they're used to getting there that quick. You just have a quick dump off. We're, we're, we're making positives out of that. But you again, you still don't call them that many times a game. And then in the same formation, three straight times. It, I mean, that's that that's that's inexcusable coaching on Lou Getzi's part. Yeah. And again, we're back to the teaching being an issue. Right. We kind of figured that was probably the case with with Matt Nagy, where no one is improving in this offense. And kind of seeing it again like just you no one's what? taking that next step and to say that the run game isn't even working I, I disagree Khalil Herbert seven carries for 35 yards Roshan Johnson four carries for 32 yards they just didn't run the ball enough they, 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 they just they just don't do it and I, I don't I don't really understand because I thought the whole point of signing Donta Foreman inactive with Khalil <laughs> Herbert and drafting Roshan Johnson was to have three, uh, uh, three running backs who you could rotate between, who each have somewhat of a different skill set, behind an offensive line that maybe isn't as good as pass blocking, Braxton Jones, who is better at run blocking, which we saw last year. He's been he's been terrible. Like let's just he's call been it bad. He's been yep, he's really been bad. bad. And granted, there have been injuries, but you, you can't keep using that that as an excuse forever. And I thought the whole point of this offense was to use the run to set up the pass. And it just it just doesn't happen. There's a lot of you. You, you made a great point. It, and again, it just feels like fucking Matt Nagy again, where it's just there's no flow to this offense. Everything does just it doesn't go. Each play feels separate. It doesn't go into each other. And I, I agree with you. I think Justin needs to maybe start taking some ownership and basically say, fuck it. I'm just going to make us make something happen. But again, I just think that's been coached out of him. And and. 17 points is not enough, obviously. And and you, you just watch all these other fucking teams, man. Like, you, look at that Giants game. You're going to tell me that the Bears would be able to do that, what the Giants did in the second half? Hell no. And the problem that you brought up earlier where, you know, Eberflus obviously is going to make a change midseason. Even if he did, he's not an offensive guy. He can't take over play calling. And it was one yeah. of our biggest issues when, yep. when they hired a defensive-minded head coach where it's like, like you, you just look at that Dolphins team, man, with with McDaniels there. Like, he just, or, um, yeah, Mike, right? Yep, Mike McDaniel. I, am I, am I, I'm having a brain fart, man. This team just does that to you. Like, nothing this franchise is doing right now, Just it, it just doesn't make sense. And I think that's what's most frustrating. Yep. Right? Yeah. Tyler Scott, not even targeted. Valus Jones runs one play, the most obvious jet sweep imaginable, loses three yards. And I think one thing about this offense that I think could really help, Justin doesn't even have to get the massive 20, 30, 40 yard rushes that he's that like those big chunk plays. He could just run for seven yards, make it make it second and three and stop being so obvious. Stop passing every first down and then running the ball every second down. Stop. You're not. That was literally the whole game. That was literally, literally the whole game. And then they found themselves in a third and long. Yeah. And then the third and long play is a screen. 
it, it, Tampa yep. knew what was coming every single time. And it, what was most frustrating was that first drive where you're like, all right, here we go. Here it comes. Here's DJ Moore getting the ball left and right. Here's Justin running for a touchdown. They got this thing, Justin. Everything's going to be fine. And then they go back to what they were doing last week. And it's it's just maddening. And it's why yeah. it's why, Frank, I say I, I'm out. I'm out on this. I'm out on this entire staff. I'm not even out on Justin Fields. I just don't think that this staff is going to be able to maximize his potential or really anybody's really anybody's because they, what, what do they do well? What do they do well on this team, on this defense? What do they do well on the day? That's supposed to be Refluse's whole thing. They spent money on the defense. Looks worse. Looks well, worse I, than it well, did last year. But wait, Jackie, let me, let me, th- 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 to, to add to one of your points, which you just segue to um, about, you know, one of our worries about hiring a defensive guy is the, if you do have to let go of a, a coordinator, you have to make a play calling change. Who the hell is it? Is it going to be the quarterback coach all of a sudden or someone, or another guy who's never called plays before? We all know what happened with, well, we don't know what happened, but we know Alan Williams was dealing with some, sounds like, at-home stuff, and then Eberflus called the defense. Jackie, that defense, it didn't look great, or maybe even good, but it looked fucking light years better than what Alan Williams had it as. And I think that plays into our logic, though. Why is that? You're the honus, you're the master of your own system, right? And, like, the plays he's calling, he sent more blitzes. It seemed like there were more stunts. Now, now the one thing that isn't his fault that could have changed the whole landscape of the game is, I mean, we were texting back and forth. He was said like, I guess what I'm saying is the, the, what he did was set his players up for success in a way that Allen Williams did not. Now, what he can't control is them not being able to tackle tackle Baker Mayfield in the backfield. That happened five or six times throughout the game. And again, those are some of those. Some of these were third downs. Some of these were second downs that would have led to third and extremely long. He can't control that. Now he has to chew their ass out before next week and make sure it doesn't happen again. Now you're playing a guy who's much more elusive, but. You get what I'm saying? Like, you saw the difference between the master of his system call plays versus his disciple doing it. And it, it, it was night and day. So that's the one thing I do want to give him credit for. I, I will take the credit back if he gives Alan Williams back his play calling duties. He can come back and you be the linebacker coach or whatever your specialty is. You can't call plays anymore. And that leads me to, Jack, that's why I'm not completely out just yet. Because, again, hearkening back to the Lions... Granted, they showed way more flashes than this team anyway, so it's not an apples to apples. I get people are gonna are, are gonna you know say, well, golf looked better, and they had an offensive identity. They just couldn't finish games, and and you know in the fourth quarter, totally understand that. But what I'm saying is, I think people need to have a leash. The same way that I said that, even if Eberflus absolutely flames out after this year, and again, the video that's still the most disliked that we have, and you fuckers better take those back because we were right. Um, I I think that Poles deserves a chance to hire another coach. I feel the same way about Matt Eberflus. He has at least the opportunity, whether that means midway this year or he makes a change internally this year and maybe they give him next year to figure out this offense. You have to give people some sort of leash, not only for continuity reasons, but just because you know what we don't want to happen is you have less qualified people that want to play or don't want to coach for you because you have such a short lead. Like, unfortunately, that's just the thing. I understand there's only 32 of these jobs and people like some people chomp at the bits at anything, but that is a real thing. Like we've we've heard of this when they fired Lovey. We've heard of it when they fired Trustman. Like you got to be a little careful. This guy may have a, a longer leash or should have a longer leash because internally people aren't going to take this job. Um, and you know we, we've we've seen it even with Eric Bieniemy, even going to like be an OC. He's like, nah, I'm cool here for a little while until I find an opportunity that really presents itself, either head coach or OC, right? Like you have these sort of luxuries. And if we want those guys 
like the offensive coordinator of the Lions or someone else that you see that maybe is, is you know, unfortunately, maybe you miss him next year, but you have to give people certain leashes. But I, I do want to give him a chance to see this thing through. So where I'm at right now with it, Jack, before maybe you want to get into week two or any sort of final thoughts that you have, Fields, he plays all 17 games. I, I, I don't care. And I damn near, unless you get the number one pick and your dad's out on Williams, then maybe you move on. I'm okay with quarterbacks getting a full four years. Like, that, that, that's just my philosophy generally. Again, unless it's, you know, Rosen to Murray or, or you know, if you were if we, we were to have Fields the number one pick. Williams. That's what I mean. That's when you probably just reset the whole clock and, and, and do the whole thing. Um, but if not, if it calls for trading up, or I, I just, I think no. So, one, he gets this whole year. I think Eberflus gets this whole year as well. The, pl- the people who do not get the full year are the coordinators. Those are the ones that they have to be on the hottest of seats right now. So my route forward is Alan Williams. And this is me being Matt Eberflus here. I hope everything's well with the family. I don't know if it's even a family health issue, whatever it is. I sincerely do. You're welcome back whenever you're ready, whenever you're mentally fit. But when you are back, your role is no longer. You're relieved of your play calling duties, right? Like it just is what it is. Lou Getze, you have probably until that mini buy. I don't think they want to make that change for for that because again, they don't have the head coach isn't isn't the offensive play caller. You have until the mini buy, which is, I think week five, to get your shit together. And if you do not, you are either completely relieved of your duties or you at least you're, you're no longer calling plays. Like th- th- that's what the leash is right now. So Alan Williams has no leash. He's 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 gone. You take him out to the shed. You get your shotgun. Put the dog down. I think Getzy gets one or you know a, a couple more weeks. But again, that, I mean, if it's just as bad with with the Chiefs, I don't even think he makes it to the uh, to the mini buy after we play on a Thursday. So. That, that, that's where I'm at with it, Jackie. I don't know if you if you uh, differ by any points. Like I, again, I, I mean, they could fire Eberflus, but what what the fuck is the point? Like if the quarterback and the coach still stink the whole year, we get the number one pick and we just blow it all up and do it all over again. Fine, we may as you, you may as well do that at least for for that sake, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I don't know, man. It, it's 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 tough because I feel like the decisions that Poles has made with his drafting has made sense. But we're still looking for those impact players. We're still looking for those star players. Um, and you know, Darnell Wright, we knew he would struggle a little bit. He he struggled. He still has looked good you know, though. As well. Overall. But he looked he looked good. So I think I'm on board with maybe giving polls uh a little more time. But again, then you're running again into the issue of, you know, what is the the GM do? Does he bring in a new head coach and a quarterback? Is it gonna be the head coach who doesn't get to pick his quarterback? What's that gonna look like? Um it just it, you and I had a problem with Bill Polian being part of this co- this this yeah. overall search, helping out the McCaskies at the beginning, and it, I just don't know if the McCaskies know what to look for. Um, and and granted, it still may work with polls. I I'm out on the staff. I'm I'm out. And yeah, on I, Flus, I think because again, you you look around the league at the, some of the most successful head coaches, like where they've came from. What did they do well before they got here? They had like top five top 10 offenses or, or, or bet or Jonathan Gannon's Eagles defense. Who's come to, to Arizona and they, they, they look competent, like way more competent than people ever thought they would look. You look at Eric B is the offensive coordinator in Washington. He's probably going to get a job as head coach just because he's so good at what he's doing right now. You just kind of go back to what, what does Eberflus do? What does he do? Well, it, it doesn't feel like he ever really did anything that well. Like the Colts defenses were always okay. They had good players, but 
I just don't see it with this dude. And, and, and he's talking about Wednesday practices. It's it's just that one hit me hard, Jack. It, it, it feels like more of the same. And that's what's the most disappointing that it, it just just we're right back to yeah. where we were at questioning the quarterback, but, questioning the offensive coordinator, questioning why your best receivers only getting seven targets. Again, not enough. Puka Nakua, who's a fifth round rookie, had has five times the amount of targets that. DJ yeah, it's fucking crazy, too. That's insane. It's not normal, right? It's not normal for a guy to get 20 targets, but why can can DJ Moore get 20 targets? Like make it easy. Yeah. And and they're just nice. They're they're, they're not making it easy for fields. And I think that's what's what, what hurts the most. It's like, they just don't, it feels like they don't want them. And and granted Bryce young, you know, Fields was was a better player and prospect than anyone who came out this year it's it agreed you know at agreed. least as it stood it, it, uh, I, don't, I don't you know i don't think anyone has to revisit that debate but this is my scenario frank i'm gonna bear fans some hope we're gonna fire eber we're gonna fire the entire staff after the year Justin or mid year whatever doesn't matter okay and we're gonna we're gonna trade Ju- they're, they're they're gonna trade they're gonna trade justin fields mm-hmm. for another first round pick we're gonna get the first round pick with our the bears pick we're gonna trade that Mm-hmm. We're going to trade that. Someone can come draft Caleb Williams. We're going to hire primetime mm-hmm. Deion Sanders as mm-hmm. the head coach. Draft his son. And then we're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr., the best left left tackle and the best pass rusher all in the first round. Because we're going to have four first-round picks. I don't know if Shador Sanders is going to be a first-round pick. I, from what I hear, Doesn't these matter. next two weeks are going to be... Doesn't matter. You think Deion's coming to this team without him? I don't think so. I think he Same would, yeah. Caleb Williams. I, I think, and I'm not even kidding, Frank, if, if the Bears do end up with the number one pick, whether that's from the Panthers, who are really bad, or the Bears, who are also really bad, <laughs> and Caleb Williams is like, listen, I can go back to school another year. I don't know if I want to come here. I think, they're, I think they would legitimately have to be like, all right, who can we hire as the head coach for you to come here? Have your pick. He may yeah. say Lincoln Riley, his head coach at USC. He may say Eric Bieniemy. Right. Right. He, he may he, give him the pick. No, you, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that. Why not? Because he, we have no idea if he's going to be good. Look at his. Oh, Jackie, oh. Jackie. Look, look at his scouting report and look at Justin Fields, scouting report. No, they no, hold no, the no. ball too long. They don't throw with anticipation. They wait until the players are wide open. They have an offensive line that gives them five seconds. I'm just telling you, it's the same exact scouting I'm, report. I know. I hear you, but, but you can't compare. Come on. Come on, Frank, just. Let me dream, all right? Let me dream. About I mean, if that's your if that's your dream, it. I'm out. I I don't. <laughs> I would like to wake up. I would but like to wake up. Aren't you out on this? Aren't you out on on on, on this dude? Are you out on Matt Eberflus? Like, do you no, I'm not yet. I'm not. Around? I'm not. I'm not on Matt Eberflus yet. I'm not. What's but, his ceiling then as a head coach for you? Well, no. See, but th- this I, th- that's what I'm saying. This is where I don't know. One thing that me and you have talked about, and we've seen this across sports. And again, uh, we have no idea how blatant this is actually said in. When you hire a GM, when you're building a front office, when you're building a team. But we know for a fucking fact, again, whether it's spoken about blatantly or not, there are some coaches that are hired just to absorb losses and and, and have a roster be built. And we we talked about that when Iberflus was hired. Maybe that's what his purpose is. Maybe his purpose was to try to instill with young guys, get people to a second contract. You have this team that's built on physicality, that's built on... Maybe not necessarily the best sort of deal. I mean, the cover two shell, whatever. But then once you have this roster built up, then you get the guy that's supposed to bring you to the promised land. 
That's what John Fox was to Matt Nagy. That wasn't successful. We saw it. We saw it with the Cubs as well. That was what Renteria, Ricky Renteria, was to to, so, to Joe Madden. Maybe so, that's so what we're is, witnessing right now. Is that is that his ceiling? Are you saying that's his ceiling right now? It, no, I, I'm saying I don't know what his ceiling is. I I okay. I, I don't know what it, it's. You, it, you know, I feel like people have been complaining about the coach, quarterback, and GM not lining up. To be completely honest with you, Jack. That's not my problem. This go-round, Justin, again, was the best option that they had, I think, regardless, unless they were able mm -hmm. to swing Aaron Rodgers or someone, you know, who, who would come over and save, save the day. Um, but my biggest issue is that year one is kind of a fucking wash, and that's why we didn't really, like, care about it. Because from evaluating what Eberflus could do, from evaluating what uh, Getzey could do, and then Ryan Poles could do, that was, like, a such a dead year. They had more dead money than they had money on the books. Like... So at the end of the day, like, I don't care how good your scheme is. I don't think Vic Fangio would have had that defense doing anything or, you know, I don't know what offensive coordinator could have done any better or worse of a job. And it's not to excuse anything. That's where my frustration lies is that now we're in year two and we're not seeing it. And it's like, it, what red flags did we miss? But then you also have to couple it with like, these dudes aren't even XFL players at this point that were on that roster. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the part that annoys me. Which brings me to my now point of uh, maybe that's just what Eberflus was, man. And and, it's, and that, that doesn't alleviate frustration in the now. But if we look back three, four years from now, you look at the way that the Eagles were built. I mean, that that co or that GM has had three head coaching hires and a couple of busts drafted. Like, sometimes it just takes a little while. If, if you have your guy at GM, you give him a longer leash. And maybe that's what Poles is. I don't know. And and again, it's just the, the lack of just any sort of clarity on anything. Right. We don't we don't know what's good. We don't know what's bad. We don't know why people are missing. Like, it, I don't like how the Bears handled the situation with uh, with Nate Davis, if I'm being completely honest with you. The, people I, I saw people criticizing the fans for being frustrated with him when you find out later that it was a family issue. The Bears have got to say something. They, 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 you, you have to or put him on leave or something like that. You can't just keep saying, oh, well, he just keeps missing practices like. Tell well, us, the, you, you have to tell them why. I don't criticize yeah. Bears fans for being frustrated with that. I don't. I think the, the I, I thought the person who had the best take on this was Aaron Lemming on Twitter. Um, he can be a little annoying sometimes, but I thought he had a really <laughs> I thought he had a really well-rounded take here. He he what he said was because I, I felt the same way that you did, Jack, and I think me and you feel the same about this, but I couldn't quite like verbalize it the way that he did. Well, he he tweeted it. Um and he said, you know, it's it's not that I'm upset that he had to miss any sort of time or there were practices. That's fine. I don't even know what the reason is. Where I'm upset is, is that that now has led to him looking really bad in week one and then missing week two. What should have happened is just what you said. The Bears, they say, hey, take as much time as you need, man. We're here for yeah. you, big dog. Go handle your business. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Family is more important than football. There are things that are bigger than football. But the fact that you had this linger around and then had him... Just plug him in week one. That that's not conducive to winning football. It's not conducive to what the offensive line of the offense needs. So, I, I guess I'm sort of you're sort of playing both sides with this. But I think you can empathize with, with whatever's happening in his personal life. But also say if something it like that is happening, go handle that man. Like right. just just leave football alone for well, a little that's bit. Because because I, I think most Bears fans did after yeah. they found out what was because they were yeah. like, oh well, why didn't you say so? Like you just made us think. You just didn't want to be here or something like that. Like you got paid and that was kind of it. I, I just, I didn't agree with how they handled that, but regardless, I, I, 
See, having Eberflus as a bridge quarterback would not bother me. A bridge coach, a bridge, have a, a bridge head a bridge, coach. Hey, yeah, bridge, bridge head coach. If it wouldn't bother me as much if they didn't have a quarterback that you desperately needed to develop. You already have the potential franchise quarterback. It's not like they're bringing in their own guy. You have the chance. You, you see the talent. You, you have the chance to develop someone into a very good quarterback. And the route that they chose was 2000s football with running the ball, which they're not doing, playing good defense in the cover two, which they're not doing, because they don't have the talent to run this cover two. They, it, it doesn't work. And they don't make adjustments like they should. The, this team just does not adjust to anything. And it, it's and, and teams have figured out how to stop Getzi's offense in terms of running Justin Fields. They know when he's going to try to get away when things aren't working. They know. That's why they're shutting it down as often as they are, because it's not complicated. This offense does nothing well. This defense does nothing well. This team doesn't do anything well. Like, just it's as simple as that. And that's not good enough a year later. Just not good enough. Agreed. But but again, the, the one thing that I do want to make clear, Jack, there is some frustration, fr- some frustration seeping from last year and the way things happened. But there's still 15 games left. There's there's still plenty of time Too for many. No, no, no. But but what I'm saying is there's still plenty of time for everyone to get their shit together. I, I don't I no, don't no, think no. what it's... I'm saying is that there's that that's too much. No, no, that's no. Too I, much. That, that's that. I, I don't want to have to watch this for 15 I to- more games. I totally understand. <laughs> but, but what I'm what I'm saying is again, there isn't very many grand takeaways yet. We're we're diagnosing what happened in two weeks and some lingering frustrations from last year. They still have a full fucking season to prove me, to prove you, to prove everyone else wrong. If we start to see some of these adjustments, we'll give their just due. But we're just calling it like we see it. I I, I feel like sometimes when because me and you have, have been um victim of these sort of comments, we've been on field to side the whole way. I, like, I'm still not fully out on him either because of the no. talent that I actually see. Now, it's trending in a bad direction right now. Let's make no mistake. I'm not caping for the guy. But since day one, I think from our learning experience with Mitch, we've called out things that we needed need to see him get better at. And I think as soon as people hear criticism, what they say is, well, you just like want him to fail. You want Eberflus, so you want... And that's not it at all. And that, that's what I'm just trying to get ahead of. It's just like, we're just diagnosing what we've seen in, 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 in these two games. Now, we're, we're 0-3 already. We're not beating Kansas City. So we waltz in and we, you know, get, be, go two and three, or, or three and three. We win three in a row. Maybe we start changing our tune. You know, it has, you have to see what it looks like. But again, I, I don't see how any of this could be shocking to anyone. I don't see how any of this could be looked at as us being negative by anyone through two games because this has been a bad operation. Jackie, the one thing I did want to touch on, um, the last thing about Getsy as well is. The thing that, because you talked about the, the thing that was most frustrating was seeing the first drive and like, okay, maybe he's finally made some adjustments. They look good. What was frustrating to me outside of that was the the two drives where Justin and the offense looked like fucking butter was the hurry up uh, two minute drill against Green Bay and then a hurry up offense where they, they went from 10 to 17 points against the Buccaneers. To see that they were all, I mean, it's its one of those things, and again, its not, I'm not trying to diagnose, but the one thing that I'll sort of hint of what I think is happening now, I think it is a little bit of overcoaching happening. You're telling me the two drives where players didn't have to think about everything, Justin was just able to drop back, make throws, see, throw it as he sees it, even call his own plays in the Green Bay game, and it looked good. <laughs> you know, when things just sort of, they were just playing football, it looked like. It didn't look like it was all over, too too complex. 
and then it goes right back to this slow, mundane, no pace. Like, we can't even just go into a, a, a hurry-up every now and then. We can't just go no huddle every now and then just to keep a defense on their toes and get this offense in rhythm. Like, that's the frustrating part is that there are certain components that are working. And I don't know if Getze is just stubborn or if he's inept or both, but something is happening there that does it's not allowing this offense to consistently do that. Because we saw yeah. it on two drives, and that's not yeah. nearly enough that you need to see, but I think it's a sample size to say when this happened, it looked great both times. Continue to do things like this. Um, so, Yeah, and I mean, just last point, then we can get to the, the picks. I just think for anyone who's criticizing Fields and it's all his fault and he sucks and he's terrible, he's always been terrible. The the overwhelming sentiment from Bears fans has been, well, even if we get Caleb Williams, we're just going to ruin, ruin him anyways. That's coaching. Yep. You don't feel like the, that the coach can coach up Caleb Williams to be Pro Bowl, All-Pro quarterback? That's coaching, not the quarterback. And yeah, Justin Fields is not perfect. He's had another bad game. I I just I, I I don't know where to draw the line between it's him just not being good versus just the coaching. I lean coaching because we've seen Justin Fields be be good and make really good plays and and just have flashes of what we thought he could be when he got drafted. And I I, I lean coaching and being the issue, but we'll have to see. Um, I don't know how much we'll see this week, but yeah. <laughs> speaking of this week, should we get Jackie, to our picks? We, we can. Let me make one more statement, and we don't have to, to bog on this, but the one thing that we're really going to see, because everyone's talking about the ownership level, and, and you've, you've touched on it today of like, they're just not finding maybe their process is wrong. Completely agree. It could be completely wrong, and, and, and results shown that it has been wrong. Um, the one thing that'll show me, you, and every other Bears fan that there's a turning of a new leaf, at least on that side of things, it, it, with the signing of Kevin Warren is if we see things change. Because, again, the the Lions wouldn't be where they are today or looked at as they are today if if um, Dan Campbell wasn't afforded the luxury of, of being able to fire coaches and make adjustments last year. Is Kevin Warren going to say, you know what, I don't care what Ted Phillips did when he was here. George, I don't care what you did. Thanks again for the picture, George, but you're going to get some criticism this year. I'm sorry, buddy. Um <laughs> You know, is he going to say, no, this is my fucking operation. That's why I came here. I didn't come here just to build a goddamn stadium. That means Getsy, you're gone. That means Alan Williams, you're gone. And fuck, if that's what it means, that means, hey, Fields, we're seeing what Badgett looks like. Or or Eberflus, sorry, sorry, my guy, you, you got to go. You know, so that when we start to see those types of changes that aren't normal for this operation, then I think we'll at least see the changing of a new leaf to give us some sort of optimism to the future. It's It's still early now, though, to even see grand things like that but that's just a thing to take note of you know throughout the year so jackie let's get into our week two picks and i'm gonna tell you this i'm not diving into the chiefs game we're losing that game I, yeah i yeah. I, I have nothing to say yeah why the, is it a late game is it why are we doing that is it it's yeah i don't know it's in kansas city they're central time and i was just gonna say to... i don't know why in my brain it defaulted to west coast but i was like no they're 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 on the eastern they, time they're they're they, they're they, an hour they ahead wanted no, they just wanted Fields and Mahomes because they thought the Bears would actually be something this year. Fools. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Thursday night, Giants at San Francisco. Uh, game got a lot less interesting now that Saquon Bar- Barkley is hurt. Uh, hurts Frank's fantasy team, which we always love to see that. Um, Giants get a much-needed win last week, but ultimately, it's going to be tough to beat San Francisco this year. Give me San Fran Thursday night. Listen, if you're, yeah, if you're, I have San Francisco as well. And if you're a Niners fan, the only thing you have to worry about is, is, is if this team is peaking too early. Because holy fuck, they look great on both sides of the ball. Christian yeah. McCaffrey is, 
going to go down as a top five running back of all time if he stays healthy. Dude, he's a fucking tank. With the way that the quarterbacks have been playing to start this year, he he's my MVP pick right now. You're not through two games. You're not wrong. Yeah, through two games, you're not um, wrong. Atlanta at Detroit. Uh, I I actually crossed this one off. <laughs> Give me Atlanta. Oh, give me Atlanta to come in to Ford Field and win. I I like what I've seen from Atlanta. I I, I really really have. And, and David Montgomery's hurt, you know? Bijan yeah. Robinson looks like the player that everybody talked him up to be. Uh, I, I just, you know, Desmond Ritter played a lot better in that in that second half. Um, they still can't figure out how to get Kyle Pitts involved. It's, it's mind-blowing. But I, I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go Atlanta. Um, I don't disagree with you, with what you said. I disagree with the outcome. Um, they have an identity, and they run the ball well. Uh, defense did their thing in that second half as well, but everything just still looks like a struggle to me right now. And I know they're still gelling and they have got a lot of young players that they're working with. Detroit, you know, they're, they're, they're still working on things in the secondary. Seattle burned them deep a couple times, but that offense, I, like, the, the way to beat them as it's outside of the Kansas City game, but just going back to last year has been fighting fire with fire. I think when push comes to, sub, to shove and, and the Falcons have to put up points and, and air the ball out, they're not built that way. Like they like if they get down a couple of scores, I think the Lions run away with it. And uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm I'm going with Detroit. I picked Atlanta solely because the the one time I give fucking Detroit the benefit of the doubt, they burn you. They burn me. So fuck yep. Dan Campbell yep. forever. Uh, wow. <laughs> Chargers at Minnesota. <laughs> uh, should be a fun one. Should be a lot of points being scored. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm going Chargers only because this is a must-win game for them and Justin Herbert because I saw someone compare Justin Herbert to uh, Detroit Matt Stafford, and I love it. I love that comparison so much because it's hard not to feel like that. Um, so I'm, I'm going Chargers in a must-win game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I also feel like I feel like that's too early to dub him that. It was just um, funny, though. It is funny. It's funny, but I, I, I that, that's that's way too early. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Vikings. This is a noon huh. game for Kirk. The Chargers have hey, been man. fucking charging, hey. man. He he played well on Thursday night. That's a prime time game. He did. I mean, he's he's a good quarterback. I I know people want to. I understand like he doesn't have the greatest track record in bigger games, but see the Vikings pay their tight end, and he scores two touchdowns. And puts up big numbers week in and week out. He does, yeah. The, Bear, the Bears play their tight end, and he catches four balls for 38 yards. He's just so slow. He's just so boring. It, it's perfect emblement. Uh, he, he embodies this team so well. Just yeah, boring. He does. Boring. Well, I, I got the Vikings, Jack. Uh, Saints at Green Bay. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's go Saints. Mm. Let's go Saints on the road in Green Bay. Uh, I, I like what I've seen from the Saints. I like. I, I think their defense is, is going to be really, really good. Derek Carr made some really nice plays. Michael Thomas looks like he's not maybe Michael Thomas, but he looks like a competent NFL receiver again. Yep. Uh, and and I need this. This is going to be the last I think prove it to me game for for Jordan Love. Um, if he can play well in this game and and do it, you know, I know Packers fans were excited, but. They're playing the, the Bears and the Falcons defense. Like, let's 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 pump the brakes a little bit. You, you can't be falling down 
on top of the center. I know that's that you such think a that funny clip. The fault. But man, like the Packers fans, you saw talking him up to be an MVP, talking him up to be a Hall of Famer. I know that there's some jest in that, of course, but they got really excited and then they still lost the game. So I, I need I need Jordan Love. This is the best defense he's going to be playing. It's at home. Let's see what he's got. I'm going Saints. I'm going Green Bay, man. I, the Saints do have a really good defense. I don't think the Packers are super far behind them in that aspect. But the Saints offense just, you know, it's early, so things may change. But they, it's, it's the same thing with the Falcons. It's a struggle. It's ugly to watch. I don't I don't know if they have their identity just yet, and so maybe until Alvin Kamara comes back. But I'm going Green Bay, and I've listened. I've liked what I've seen from Jordan Love. He he's and yeah. I, I don't know. I don't again. I don't know if it's him or just Lafleur being a really good coach and setting him up for success, but. Offensively, they still look. I don't think they have the ceiling that they that did with Aaron Rodgers. But again, just like you said earlier, like he's a one of a kind. That's going to be tough to ever come across again. But they're going to be players that come, you know, November, December. They're going to be playoff contenders. So, um, and that's where I, I don't know if the Saints will be. I know they're two and zero right now, but I think the Packers are uh, at least a half step above them. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't hate that. Uh, I just I just want to see it. I want to see it from from Fair. against this defense Fair. against this defense because. You don't have if they don't have Christian Watts again, who who's who's, who's Marshawn Lattimore going up against because he's going to shut them down and that's fair. Make it that much tougher. Uh, Houston at Jacksonville, man, what a letdown of a game that was for for Jacksonville and their offense. Like they just could not get anything going against Kansas City. CJ Stroud looked. I saw people complaining that CJ Stroud already put up a 300 yard game before Justin Fields, which like 200 of those were in like. Yeah. He's, prevent he's defense my, that was yeah yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's he, he was my qb1 but let's let's be real jacksonville's still a playoff team houston is not give me jacksonville yeah i'm going jacksonville as well and the thing is too like i, I know they only scored nine points but there was like three touchdowns that were literally an inch away from being touchdowns like that, that changes yeah. the whole landscape uh of it all you know uh every inch matters going jaguars who told you that Someone else does. Okay. Uh, Denver at Miami. Um, give me Miami. Give me Miami. I, I know people are excited about Denver and Russ looking like he's back, but they still lost the game because they're just not a very good team. I'm going Miami because I think they are a good team. I think they're a really good team. I'm Yeah, I'm going Miami as well. It's going to be one of those things where it may be a shootout, but at this point, I trust Tua. Over at over Russ and Sean Payton, so going Dolphins. Yeah, Tua. I, I don't know. I don't know. I it's it's pretty mind blowing how good Raheem Mostert's been though. He he has been good. It, it's I, I don't I don't take much away from an okay performance against that New England defense. They're fucking good, dude. They may have the best defense in the league and the worst offense in the league simultaneously. Well, I don't know. The Bears still exist, but that's true. Um, Tennessee at Cleveland, uh, Cleveland obviously loses a huge weapon in Nick Chubb. <clears throat> I'm still going Cleveland at home. Cause I just don't, this, God, this might be the ugliest game of the week. If I'm being it has the potential honest. to, yeah. Give me, give me Cleveland. Yeah, I guess I go Cleveland as well because we saw the way the Titans looked against that Saints defense. And I really like Cleveland's defense. Um, yeah. But I don't know, the Titans just showed me a little bit of that punch-you-in-the-mouth type of shit against the Chargers. Like, they're starting to get back to that a little. I'm going Cleveland, though. I'm going Cleveland. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's going to be an ugly game. It, yeah. uh, Buffalo, Buffalo at Washington. Um, I'm going Buffalo on the road, but I, I don't know. I feel like this could be a could be a sneaky upset win for the. I, I feel, man, Washington's look good, and I feel like nobody's really talking about them that much. It's kind of crazy, but uh, give me Buffalo still. Yeah, I, I want to go Commanders for a little upset here, but. Buffalo looked like Buffalo of a couple years ago in that Vegas yeah. game. I know Vegas isn't the greatest team in the world, but Josh Allen was slinging that thing. Uh, I, hey, listen, you're talking about Jordan Love having one more game before you trust him a little bit more. I think I'm there with Sam Howell. I think th- this game, if he, he don't See, have to win, but if he can go a little blow for blow with Josh Allen, man, I, I may change my tune on him. He's looked solid through two weeks. See, that's what I'm talking about when I'm ta- saying it's coaching. Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell should not be looking better than your than your quarterback, your first-round pick. Well, especially because it's not like you can point to um, Sam Howell and say, well, it's not a talent thing. It's not an arm thing. His timing is great, and he's anticipating throws because he's not. He, he He's doing what we're asking Fields to do and, like, roll around and make, play backyard football. Just make but be a football player sometimes, and they're allowing Sam Howell to do that. But you know what Washington and, and Atlanta do really well? They run the ball. Oh, I was going to say hire coordinators, but well, they that do that. Too. <laughs> but they, they run the ball really, really well. I kind of want Eric Bieniemy to get a shot as a head coach here. And it would fit the Bears, their, their philosophy of never have, never hiring head coaches that have um, head coaching experience. So that, that fits. Yeah, that well. dude, am I and supposed plus, to scorn from Nagy? What if he gets here and he's just Nagy again? But think about this. Ryan Poles also has the connection with Eric Bieniemy. Oh, that's true. That think is true. That. Yeah, I could see it. I could see. We'll that see. Being the I don't know. The, the hot name right now is Detroit's. Was it Ben Johnson? Ben Johnson. The hot name is Ben Johnson right now. It's a very Bears name. Uh, Indianapolis at Baltimore. I'm sure they'll talk about how the Ursays picked up the team in the middle of the night and left like they've been doing for the last 30 years. Um, that being said, give me Baltimore. Uh, we, I don't know if, if uh, Anthony Richardson is going to play. Even if he did, I wouldn't be picking them. Give me Baltimore. Same. Yeah. And um. Oof. I, I sort of, I, I, you know, after all the shit we talked about them wanting Fields to stay in the pocket a little bit more, I think you're seeing it. I mean, you saw it with him throughout his career, but Anthony Richardson, they're running him a ton. And he's been hurt both games. Um, But yeah, I, I just think the Ravens are a superior team. I don't think the Colts, even with them in, can do anything. I'm going Ravens. New England at the Jets. Come on. Come on. Give me New England. Yeah, you know, people, we, people, are, people are talking about how Aaron Rodgers, you, you saw that little clip of him being like, I'll be back. Give me that 1% motivation. Dude, you're getting paid. You shouldn't need the extra motivation. You should just want to come back. But And everybody's like, he's going to be back for the playoffs. And it's like, okay, so you think Zach Wilson can get this team to the playoffs? Come on. Give me yeah, I mean, it, it has the potential to be a, a very low-scoring game, and if he can make a play or, or if Brees Hall can make a play, they can win it. But I, I can see the Patriots like, scoring three field goals and getting like two defensive touchdowns and winning. <laughs> um, Bill B just, God, we saw with Darnold, we saw with Wilson in the past. I think he's going to fucking carve Zach Wilson up. That offensive line for the Jets. Well, and, and the defensive line for the Patriots. It's a, Matthew Judon is an under, I, I don't know how he's not, I know like TJ Watt exists and Miles Garrett and Michael Parsons, but I don't look at him as being very far away from those guys. I don't think he's exactly them, but he's really fucking good at football. I'm going Patriots. They should. The Jets should probably also get Brees Hall the ball more than than four yeah. times. So. It's really it's it, it's strange though. Before we move on, that you know, people will 
try actual experimental things mm-hmm. when it uh you know when it directly affects them. Um, mm. what's our next game, Jack? Uh, Carolina at Seattle, three hundred five. Uh, give me Seattle. Carolina sucks. They're terrible. They're terrible. We're gonna have a top. We're gonna have at least two top five picks, which is exciting. Exciting for the future. Yeah, but, it is. Uh, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. Seattle's one. Listen, Jack. Again, I don't think we can give our flowers enough to Pete Carroll because we were so wrong about that man. I, I mean, but but when you make a hire like Eberflus, I think that's what you're trying to get. I don't think. I don't think. Um, Carroll puts as much time in with coordinator. I think he lets them do their thing, but that culture that he's fucking built there, dude, is so fucking amazing. But he also had the experience of being a head coach at the college level. And and at the pros, too. Didn't he get fired? He, he was New England's coach, a, a, then went to USC, yeah, and then, yeah. A, a very good player's coach. And Matt Eberflus just... He, well, no, to be I, I understand. I'm just saying though, I know, I know, I know that is like the ceiling. And when you hire a guy who's more of a CEO culture building type and he's done a fucking phenomenal job, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Seattle. Uh, maybe, maybe Seattle's offensive coordinator should get a shot at a head coaching job. Cause it's making Geno Smith look professional. Um, bears at Kansas city. I know we usually save the bears game for last. Not there's nothing week. to, <laughs> there's nothing to talk about. Chris Jones give is me, back. Give me, give me the Matt Nagy revenge game. They're going to let him call plays. You know that, right? Yeah. Haven't they been doing that the whole time? I don't think he did week two. He did week one. Okay. Uh, Dallas at Arizona. Again, pretty quick one. Dallas. Yeah. Hey, listen, but you want to talk about, again, if the Bears looked like that last year, I mean, they did for a little bit of a stretch, but that's a good coaching job that the Cardinals are, 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 are on. I mean, they have no talent at all, at least defensively. Like, often they got, they got some pieces, but... My God, I mean, they're fighting. Like, remember what I talked about after week one of like when younger head coaches or new head coaches, they get pissed. They know they don't have as much talent on the team. Then head coaches come up to them and they're like, oh, you got your guys playing hard. And they're like, you know, like, fuck you, man. Like, I don't want to hear that shit because that's just you're telling me, you know, we suck, but we're trying very hard. But listen, that, that's a, a positive thing. Like, if they keep that up, they may not win very much, but that's a culture and identity being built there in Arizona. I know a lot of people thought that... um why am I blanking? Steichen. Shane Steichen, right? Is there head coach? No, Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon. I'm sorry. Jonathan Gannon. I, I, got, the Philadelphia, I got the Philadelphia coordinators mixed up. Um, you know, that he may be one and done like a couple other guys with the Cardinals. But again, he could win two, three games this way. If he has his team in, in games like this with this lack of talent, that's that's a coach job right there. But yeah, Dallas is going to beat the shit out of him. That one might not be close. <laughs> yeah, that, def- that, that defense might be the best in the league. They're... I don't know if I gave Dallas enough credit. And and Mike McCarthy, not for nothing, has been making some really I, – I, I've liked the way he's run that offense so Agreed. far. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens when they get to the playoffs because that's usually when Mike McCarthy shits his pants and, and the bed as well. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I clarified, but I thought that was funny. Uh, Pittsburgh at Las Vegas Raiders. Why the fuck are the Raiders on Sunday Night Football? Why is Pittsburgh? Well, I was say, why is Pittsburgh? Are... Yeah, what are we? Man, this game sucks. Give me Pittsburgh. Though. <laughs> Give me Pittsburgh all the fucking way. Come on, come on now. I got to pick an upset, Jackie. Kenny Pickett. You, you disrespected Kenny Pickett at the beginning of the game, and he made you look like a fucking fool. That being said, did you really have to throw that bomb to George Pickens because that killed me in the high score and the and the win, Kenny Pickett? I've had your back from day one. Listen, I'm going Raiders. I'm going Raiders hey, for no reason no, at all. Not. Swear to God, no, I, I haven't. I feel like I haven't picked an upset this week. We, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess yeah. You picked, have you picked every home team? No, you picked the Bills. Yeah, I picked the Bills. 
But did you pick every home team? Why are the Vikings an underdog? Yeah, the Vikings are. So I pick. I mean, they're minus. Chargers are, are no. minus one. That's not really an underdog. No, let's pick them. Let's pick them. Yeah, I'm going Raiders. Um, why? The Raiders. But, but what about the Raiders? Has you confident at all that they'll win this game? Nothing at all, and that's why they're going to win. Okay. All right. Talking about being on the hot seat. That that clown in Las Vegas. Maybe he can be our offensive coordinator. He could do that. He's a really good OC. You're 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 against this? Yes. You're I never piece... want to see that man anywhere near my team. You're a piece I of want, shit. I want Eric Bieniemy. Of course you want another white offensive coordinator. You make me sick. You make me sick to my stomach. <laughs> This guy gets his fucking seventh booster shot at the mRNA DNA altering fucking Fauci ouchie. And he has some goddamn nerve calling me racist. Where's my Confederate flag? Jesus Christ. Uh, and then again, two Monday night games for some reason. I don't like this. Even with the I simulcast, I watched the simulcast. It seems like too much to keep track of. It is. It was a lot. Because I'm like, I'm tired. It's Monday. And you're like, I'm gonna watch a game. Which game is on? And then you're, you're <laughs> ABC has one, and you're like, oh, that's the game. And then you check your phone, and you're like, why is this game going on? Where's that? <laughs> and it's on ESPN, and you're like, I don't know, man. I can't figure this shit out. But uh, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay, give me Philly. This Baker stuff is nonsense. Get out of here with this. Mike Evans pushing off people for a 70 yard touchdown makes his numbers look better. Give me Philly. He ain't surviving behind that. Listen, the Bears almost had him for five sacks. Now the Eagles, the Eagles ain't missing those Jaylen tackles. Car- they, they drafted Jalen Carter, the, the correct decision. Just kidding. Uh, but no, he's. I think I saw he's like the highest graded rookie of like this. That, draft I mean, th- th- listen though, he was never talent. It, I know. I know I that know. that that's the whole thing. Is that's that's a tough. They, that was because like it wasn't was like the stars aligning though, dude. It, that was it like the stars been. aligning because they needed it that game. They but needed Jack, that player. I I, I don't think the off the field thing was that big of an issue. It was why uh, he came to the fucking workout fat. He was like 30 pounds overweight or 20, whatever it was. He, he could not finish he the workout. He could have either been Aaron Donald or he could have been Albert Hainsworth. That's that's my point. That's a risky pick when you have a, 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 a top two tackle or three tackle, depending on how you felt about Skaronsky. Um, I, know, I know people are going to pull that, but that's one that I'm going to push back. And I'm not, not towards you. I know you're just sort of quoting other people, but that's one that I'll push back on. But I'm going, I'm going Eagles as well. Yeah, the Buccaneers uh, Ram- have not been very impressive in their two wins. No. Rams at uh, Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Burrow, I think they may have rushed him back a little, little too quick because he's already starting to feel some uh, some pulls yep. in that calf. So give me the Rams. Mm. Give me Puka Nakua oh. to go over 1,000 yards this game with his 45. Listen, here's the thing. I know people keep talking about Dynasty. I'm, I'm bringing this up personally because people call me a clown for trading a second round pick for him before the season started. Uh-huh. People are like, oh, just wait until Cooper Cup comes back. Who the fuck knows if Cooper Cup is coming back? He keeps going to see specialists to see which new robot leg he can get. He ain't coming back. Give me Puka. Give me Puka and the Rams. Not even Stafford and the Rams anymore. Wow. Side note, side note, why the fuck are they... What is going on with Cam Akers? He just I don't all know. of a sudden they're trading but it's. It, yeah, it, it's this weird. They're, they're saying the same things. Oh, it's like not a culture fit. He's not buying in. I think he just got pissed that he got out touched by Kyron Williams in week one. But I mean, I felt the same way with JK. Again, on a human level, man level, I want everyone to get paid. You've earned it. You've worked your your ass off here. But like, 
I said the same thing with Dobbins, and it sucks that he got hurt, but it's like, what GM in the league is going to pay you? If you if you, if you you go, same thing with Akers. You haven't shown much at all. You're going to get a one- or two-year prove-it deal, man. Like, it's just the nature of the beast. Like, I, I don't know what more... I, I, I get being a little frustrated with um, with touches, but I for them to treat him this way again this year, he has to be going about it unprofessionally. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Are, so, wait, you said wow to me picking the Rams. Oh, yeah, because I'm going Bengals. Joey B is going to get his shit together. They're, 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 if he doesn't play. The Bengals are going to get this shit together. I don't know, man. The team sucks. I'm not fucking... I'm not sold on that Rams team. Fuck them. I'm not sold on the Rams. Sold on Puka Nakua. And the Flash fact that, the that fucking... <laughs> it's, he has... I think I thought... Well, it's funny because that, that you say that. Because not only does he have the most catches of any wide receiver in, a, in the first two games yep. of his career... But you see, like you see, like names that you'd expect to see, like like Anquan Bolden, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you see right below him, Kiki QT, and you're like, "Well, <laughs> go one of two ways." <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, come on, I Sean McVay, Monday Night Football against this bum ass Cincinnati team. It's over. It's over. Wow. Can we get Sean McVay in here, like on our it? podcast? No, no, you never come on here. I'm saying in Chicago. Oh, <laughs> I was what like, I can, I can tweet him and see if he'd like to join. What, what do you think it would take? It would take a fuck ton. I, I, cause I, I don't think he's in LA just to be the Rams coach. He's in LA cause it's LA. Yeah. Do we give him a lake house? Do, do, does our, does our lake match up with their beaches? I, I think we could, I think we could give him something. No, he's no. probably going to want to go somewhere where he has full control of the team again, where he can just trade all of his picks. And that's the thing. He hasn't drafted very well. Oh. No, and they sold out for their... They sold out... And But that, that would be against the total philosophy. Again, I'm not looking to sell out again for another... I want sustained success. I want to be yeah. the Steelers. I want to be Green Bay. I want to be these teams. that They're not winning rings every year, but their fan base has something to look forward to. We, we have... I mean, I feel like we made this podcast just to have an avenue to fucking complain about this piss poor organization. That's that's typically when our episodes do the most views. That's true. Because people because people want to complain. They don't want to be happy. They want to be sad. And I, know, I know I I feel them, man. Because yeah. here's the thing. Last point I want to make, and then we can get out of here. For anyone who's like taking joy in the fact that Justin Fields may not be the, the answer because it's just another Bears quarterback, it's just see, I told you they just wanted to be right because they couldn't, they just didn't want to accept the fact that he might actually be good. Just stop! Like, what joy do you get out of that for just constantly being happy that they're they're terrible? What? Why even be a fan? We talked about this last year. Like, yeah. like people who are calling for Bajan to start get. Get the fuck out of here. If you're being serious, go away. Just just go away. Why stop watching? Yeah. Stop I, watching. That's, that's ridiculous. I, I especially two weeks into the season. Again, Justin for me has at least the rest of the season as a leash. I have no interest in seeing an undrafted D2 quarterback. The fact that people are even saying, like, well, he throws with anticipation and against third, fourth, fifth stringers who are no law. Like, let's cut it out. He he earned his spot. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the kid. Because I love what I saw from him. As a backup, let's not sit here and act like he's going to uh, be some sort of savior. Now, if it's Brock week Purdy. They 15, want him to be Purdy. 16, and you're saying, hey, let's just kick, we, we won two games, let's just kick the tires, sure. I'll hear the argument then. But if you're saying this to go into week three for him to be a starter, you think he can be the savior, that's fucking asinine. That's ridiculous. 
I'm tired, man. I'm I'm just I'm tired. I'm tired of this this team. I'm tired of having the same conversation year in and year out. Like it's just it, I know we're we're back to where we were. We're back to hoping that they they can take that step. We'll see. You know, maybe they surprise us in 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 you know in Kansas City. One of the I, they're not going to win, play. Jack. I just want them to look competent. I just want them to look like they've made adjustments. I want to see the hits principle show up. I want to see somebody fight for this team. I want to see somebody create a turnover. I want to see yeah. the defense start pulling its fucking weight. Yeah, Jack, they stopped, yeah. they bended, they tore, but no. Turn the ball over, get the ball to your offense, let them score fucking points. Let's stop fucking around. Listen, I, the, the turnover thing I get, I'm not, I, I like what I saw against Tampa defensively, man. I, I, I think you're being too harsh on them. You, you're being as harsh on that defense that I am on the offense. I could be worse. Because I, I didn't even mention that the defensive line didn't get a sack. They didn't bring him. Oh down. no, I know. For- I know. I, I guess. I, I guess where I'm encouraged, the execution, the, the, it's poor. I, I'm with you there. It's coaching think, issue to me. I, it could be, but I, dude, I, I thought Eberflus had them where they needed to be. And if, if, if my, I guess my overall point with that is, if he continues to do that, I like the law of averages of them. Aver- if they, if they have a chance to get five sacks on another quarterback, I think they're going to get it done more than not. Like he, he set them up for success. Let's see it then. Oh no, I agree. I, I, I totally agree. I guess what I'm saying, where I'm encouraged at least somewhere on this team is what I saw from Eberflus's play calling. I have nothing else to be encouraged about any at any other level of the, of, of, of football. Okay. All right. Let, let me let me close this out with this because it goes back to everything we've talked about. You can be as encouraged as you want about this defense. Personally, me personally, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if they're a top ten defense. I don't care if they're a top five defense. I don't care. I don't care because that's not sustainable. Well, sustainable is having a franchise quarterback who can win you games. And if they don't have that, I don't really give a shit if Tremaine Edmonds is a B-plus player, right? I don't, I don't care if if Ego Ferguson and Will Sutton 2.0 are, are in the building you you You, you fucking it relax. It's been two games, buddy. You slow your fucking roll. Let me stop but you I mean, there, pal. I, I, I am being serious, though. I, 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 no, I, 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 I get it. Because you know, offense, yeah, right. Offense wins okay. championships. I, I I totally agree. I totally agree with you. No, but you know I, what? Hold on. Hold on. I'm not even going to suggest that offenses win championships because I don't necessarily completely agree with that. They get you there. They no. get you to the championship well, me, so your defense can fucking stop. I was just using I was using the I common phrase and flipping it, but my ultimate point is to your point of sustained success in this league is predicated on offense. That, 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 that's all it is. So I, yeah, I get what you're seen, saying. We've seen, we've seen defenses be built up and be broken down in a year or two. Yep. Yep. What happens? Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Bear With Us podcast. I know this was more of a gloomy episode, but I'm sure that's what you're here for, you sick fucks. Um, I'm Jack. He's Frank. We'll talk to you guys next week after an excruciating 45-3 to loss for the, for the Chicago Bears. And stop wearing those fucking orange jerseys. You lose every game you wear them. Stop. I like Fuck. the orange jerseys. Later, Jackie. Later, everybody. Everybody!